This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Grant and Danny on the fan. Welcome back and thank you for making this show part of your day. We're taking you up to 6.30 this evening. A couple of things I wanted to hit on with you here, Danny. First... When it comes to the NFL playoffs, we were just breaking down the remaining quarterbacks. I'd mention their ages. Here they are. Trevor Lawrence, 23. Brock Purdy, 23. Jalen Hurts, 24. Daniel Jones, 25. Wow. Joe Burrow, 26. Josh Allen, 26. Patrick Mahomes, 27. And the old man in the group, Dak Prescott, 29. You couple that with Brady and Rodgers possibly retiring, although I'd bet against both of them doing so. It does kind of feel like a little bit of a changing of the guard. It's not to say that someone like Purdy or Daniel Jones is the next No, but, great it, but it's instructive because remember a couple years ago, we, we had this conversation where we went, look at who the best quarterbacks are right now. This is when Brady had 40 touchdowns in Tampa and Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. And you know, we were going through the list. There isn't that group in their 27 to 32 age prime to kind of take over the next big thing. Where are they coming from? Yeah. Well, here's your answer, right? It's all the guys, all the kids that are left pretty much. And Dak Prescott, as you said, the elder statesman at 29 years old. Another fact about the remaining teams in the playoffs. Everyone knows that three of the final four teams in the NFC are NFC East teams, right? This is the first division with three teams in the division round remaining. Since the five-team NFC Central pre-alignment in 1997 had three teams in. Less impressive, though. Five-team division, and they got Packers, Vikings, Bucks in from the NFC Central. What a wacky that is to think back to some of those divisions now before realignment. I know it is weird. But three out of four. I think that this makes the Washington season so much more frustrating. Yes. So much more disheartening. It's so much more annoying. To watch now this weekend and see Philly, New York, and Dallas all doing this. And really, only the Cowboys should be ahead of you at this point. Because you and the Eagles were playing 
in the same game for the division, basically, when they decided to tank it a couple years ago and started their dramatic rebuild, and look where they've gotten. Meanwhile, the Giants and Washington were at equal footing six weeks ago when they were playing that primetime game. The winner's going to make the playoffs and probably be the sixth seed. The loser's not going to make the playoffs. You don't think Washington could have beaten Minnesota? Now, they probably wouldn't have. They could have. They didn't have Daniel Jones to go play the game he played, uh, accumulate 400 yards uh, against the Vikings. But you saw what Lawrence did to wreck that game. Cousins got drilled at FedEx Field 15 times by Allen and Payne. I mean, John Allen took that game over. They could have possibly beaten Minnesota. They could still be playing. I think three out of four of the division teams, everyone but Washington still being left, just makes their season that much more maddening. It's blood boiling for for a million reasons. The big picture, which you touched on with Philadelphia, either the Eagles or the Giants are going to be in the NFC title game. There's a great chance, there's a decent chance, two NFC East teams meet in the NFC championship game. Right, It's not the craziest thing in the world that Dallas could beat Brock Purdy in San Francisco. I'm not picking him to do so, but it wouldn't be absurd. right? The point is, it's it was right there. It was right there. It just a little bit, in the Philadelphia's case, a little bit of correct building. A little bit of forward thinking. A little bit of prioritizing the future over the present. And here's your future. At present, it kicks ass. They're 14-3, and three, a prohibitive favorite to go to the Super Bowl. They just have built really smartly. Sorry, it's possible to do. For the Giants' perspective, this is the this is like the leftovers from a from a bunch of other regimes that didn't work. Nobody wanted this group, and Brian Dable is like, I, I got it. Just a smart coach. Yeah, would that be nice? Would that be cool too? It's unbelievable. They couldn't even go get their weapons yet. Yeah. They couldn't spend yet. They just had to basically take what they inherited, make a couple of small tweaks, and in fact, got rid of Kadarius Tony in the process. Yes, who they viewed as a malcontent, who's done some good things in Kansas City since going to the Chiefs, but with a very similar collection of players, he's just elevated Daniel Jones and got them now to the precipice, as you said, of a conference title game, which I hadn't even thought about, but it's obvious, and it's true what you just said. I hadn't considered it. Yeah. Either the Eagles or the Giants is in the NFC title game, and there is a chance they could be playing Dallas. Have you thought about that? Yes. Have you thought about a Cowboys versus Giants, Cowboys versus Eagles NFC title game, which then means... That you're guaranteed to see one of those teams in the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. And you're watching the NFC title game? I haven't considered this. I'm doing World's it World's biggest right now. Niners fan over here, pointing at myself. Is everyone properly acknowledging this? I'm just now coming to this realization. Yeah. And now that's my biggest concern for this weekend. The winner of Giants-Eagles is into the NFC title game to possibly play the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. For Commanders fans, what's worst-case scenario? Dallas Philly. What makes you the most angry? Dallas Philly. So we'll start with the Philly New York game. Who would you rather get to the NFC Championship game? Ugh. Giants or Eagles? I like Dable a lot, and I think Daniel Jones got so much crap before the draft that I guess I would, I'm not going to say pull for. Uh, but if I have to touch either the Giants button or the Eagles button, give me the Giants. I guess I'm touching the Giants one, but that's not fun. I'd 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 like to I'd like to remove my fingers rather than touch that button. But yeah, I'd I'd pick the Giants over the Eagles, I guess. Cause I because my my rationale is the Giants are more likely to lose in the next round. If Philadelphia wins with it with home field advantage, I think they could go to the Super Bowl. And I'm not, I don't want that. I can't have that. I just can't have it. Worst case scenario, Cowboys, Eagles, or Giants making a Super Bowl run. Gotta be Dallas, right? 
Yeah. Just in terms of fandom. The other thing about the Giants, though, people sleep on, it seems like they never make the playoffs, but then when they do, they just go on Super Bowl runs. You notice that? Yes, I have noticed like they're that. They're never yeah. good until the year they make the playoffs out of the you know the first time in four years or whatever. Uh huh. And then they just they're a wild card. Yeah, they make it at nine and seven, nine and wins. then they go. And then some, Eli Manning, who's such a pedestrian quarterback, who's going to be a Hall of Famer because he has two rings, just goes on a ride where like David Tyree pins a ball against his helmet that's thrown up for grabs, and, and Eli's somehow the hero. The Giants have a way, man. When they make the playoffs. When they go, they really go. <laughs> they, they, they make it count. When we go, our quarterback ends up in a pile with his ACL in row 10, you know, 413, and it's never the same again. Or Deshaun Jackson just doesn't get into the end zone. Why didn't he want to score? When no one's around him. Try to score. Right at the pylon. Dive in the end zone. That touchdown's so big. You don't, get in. You don't have to. Just get in there. You don't have to go out of bounds. Please want to get in the end zone. You could just try to get some points in the Please? playoffs. I know there might be some physical contact. You did sign up to play football, Mr. Jackson. You'll be insufferable, though, if the Cowboys beat the Niners. Yeah. And especially if somehow the Cowboys got to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Win or lose. Yep. Just leading up to that game, it's going to be tough for everyone around you. No one's going to like it. Who's going to be happy about it? Except for your annoying cousin with a chin strap beard and a flat and a flat brim cap with a sticker still on. I don't have that cousin. You got him. He's a Dallas fan. He is? Yeah. I don't know him. I don't think I have any Cowboys fans in the family. I've heard of that guy, though. You know that guy. San Francisco's got to do right by the Washington, D.C. football fans. Yep. They've got to give you a little bit of hope that maybe, just maybe, a non-Eastern team's coming out of the NFC. Three NFC teams are left out of the four. Every, first of all, everyone should be so mad about that. Just, just, to start, just to get things moving. That part of the conversation, everyone should be irate. How about the guy that roots for his division after his team's eliminated? That guy, didn't, was, you yes. had your... Your cousin or someone? No, even closer. Someone. I know you used to argue about this. My dad. Your dad was that guy. I'm hoping he's not still. We haven't talked about it in some time because that led to some loud words. Very heated exchange. You won't bring it up at a family party. some storming out. I probably will. I'll have to ask him about it because now it's it's on my brain. Be like, hey, you happy now? Isn't this great? What great football viewing we have this weekend. You just called him today. You guys haven't talked, you know, about that specific issue that you have this this disagreement in yeah. how many years? It's been, a, it's been a while. Thirty. We learned not to talk about it. And you're like, Dad, you happy now? Congrats, Three. Dad! <laughs> Three out of the four teams are left. Isn't it your favorite thing? <laughs> oh, I I think that number one biggest concern if you're a Commanders fan should be Dallas being eliminated as soon as possible. And it's not just because of the rivalry being the biggest or whatever. It's because what is the one thing that you still have over Dallas? It is that the playoff resumes of the Cowboys and the Commanders are pretty close to identical since the mid-90s. I mean, their road win that they just pulled off in Tampa was their first road playoff win that they have compiled as a team in 30 years to the day almost. Mm. It had been a couple days short of 30 Years since they won a game on the road in the playoffs, they've only won a couple others in the, you know along the way since their last Super Bowl game. A lot like Washington, and so not unlike if you're a Nats fan, you could hold the World Series over a Phillies fan's head or a Braves fan's head or whatever. And then the Braves win the World Series; that's gone. The Giants have won multiple since you last did. 
The Eagles recently won a title. Oh, yeah. The one team in the division that you can kind of joan on, hey, as soon as you get to the playoffs, you're getting eliminated, is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you got way more regular season wins than us, but playoffs, you and me are the same. Not anymore. That would go away. NFC title game. Let's go to Ben in Rockville on Grant and Danny. What's up, Ben? How are you? Hey, bud. Great show, Jindy. As always, you guys rock. I love you, you guys. Hey, I, I got to tell you guys, uh, I think I'll, you guys are being a little hard on uh, on Joan, on Danny Dimes. Uh, honestly, when I see it, I look at the last game via the Eagles the Giants played. Brian Dable used second and third stringers against the Eagles, and they were full stat, full health, by the way, all their starters, and almost beat them. And they're coming with a full team of Giants, all healthy, via the Eagles with those same exact, you know, second and third stringers that almost beat them to add to the mix. It becomes very problematic for the Eagles. And if Danny Dimes is in good shape, he could beat them. And that should be sort of scary to the Eagles. And I would think through us NFC, and as I just heard you mention, uh, I believe it's Grant, if, you know, if Giants don't win, I mean, me personally as an NFC fan, I hate to say it, but, Anyone from the NFC. I'm not an AFC fan, so I guess I'm like your dad. I'm rooting for the NFC. Oh, my God. That is so weird. First of all, thank you, I have no conference allegiance whatsoever. A conference guy? I mean, that is unbelievable. I've never heard anyone explain that. From back, way back in the day when, like, it was sort of came from the AFL, and then there was the weird merger that was like, we wanted to show our brand of football is better. He just said, I'm not, like, I don't like anyone from the AFC. The idea of caring about conferences, I don't even really get it in baseball. Went up until a couple years, they had different rules NL versus AL. But that is hilarious to me. Go NFC, beat the AFC. That, That is. I don't have a better word other than that is hilarious. That is something. Yeah, I love that. It's just not the way my brain works. But his point about the Giants, you and me are both saying this. The Giants are a problem. Oh, they, yeah. they, they, that is not a pushover. This is not uh, Quintana and O'Brien in the next round here from the Big Lebowski. These, these dudes are not fun to play against. Dable's got a great thing going on with that offense without many good moving parts. Yeah, so I'll stay on record that I think the Giants cover the spread, and I think they absolutely – could knock off the Eagles. I think Philly will win. I think it'll be tight. To his point on Daniel Jones, if Jones plays how he did against the Vikings, New York will beat Philadelphia. I believe that. I don't think he will. And there's two reasons why. Number one, the Giants' defense is way better than the Vikings' defense. Excuse me, the the, the, Eagles, um, Eagles' defense, which was number one in yards per play this year for much of the year until San Francisco kind of overtook them in some of the categories. But the, the Eagles' defense is really good. The Vikings' defense is really bad. So that's one reason why I don't expect Jones to play as well. And specifically against the pass, the Eagles have been number one in yards per play for much of the year defensively. But the other reason, and I would I would add pass, pass rush to that as well, is <clears throat> I think playing at the level he did against the Vikings multiple times, and especially stringing two of those together, just does not happen very often unless you are Mahomes, Allen. I mean, that was a Hall of Fame level, number one overall pick, generational talent kind of performance. I mean, it, I'm not overstating it. It was he was amazing in that game. He threw for 300 and ran for 80, dude. No one has ever done statistically what he did in that game with a 115 rating. 
And it was largely because the Vikings are terrible, but it was, you know, he's really, really hot. He's playing at a good level, and, and he's confident, and he's better than people thought anyway. Can he do that again? I, I just, I don't see that. And the team's played you twice, right? They kind of know what you want to do schematically. Only thing I'll push back on about the Giants, the idea that week 18 is why. He said with backups, they almost beat them. They were down 16 nothing at halftime in that game. Yep. So the Eagles at halftime, I know they didn't pull Hurts, but they basically knew they'd won the division, and they realized maybe we'll have to play the Giants again at some point. We're not going to show anything. And I think that they kind of packed it in at that point, and that's when the Giants came back a little bit. Still didn't win, by the way. But they were down, when in the competitive portion of the game, they were down by 16. That has to be not acknowledged. Yeah, I, I again, I, I'm going to keep saying the same thing. The Giants are tough. I've, I've I figured out after... Middle of the season, remember, they started off so great. Then they had that swoon where everybody, you know, jumped off the, the bandwagon. And is like, see, this is what's happening, the regression. And then they found it again. And they played those games against Washington, one more down the stretch. I'm done trying to figure it out specifically, right? Because if you look at it, you look at their roster, that's the worst roster of any team left in the postseason. Up and down. The period, end of story. They yeah. don't have, that's not good. They're not good at a lot of spots. That staff kicks ass, and they have figured out how to get these guys pulling the rope in the same direction, and they're paying the butt to play against. And they'll remain that until they're eliminated. The Chiefs are favored for a 14th straight playoff game when they host Jacksonville in the first of the four games on Saturday afternoon. This is the longest streak in the Super Bowl era. Can you imagine being a fan of football in Kansas City? What that must be like, where you just wake up every season at the start of the year, knowing you're not only going to make the playoffs, but you're probably going to be the one seed. I mean, the big question is, will you host all the playoff games throughout the AFC playoffs or not? Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson, 5-1 and one now as a playoff underdog. I think that heavy lifting was done when the Eagles made their Super Bowl run. Indeed. As a team that nobody expected to win. But they also were a dog against the Chargers. Now, I don't really get that still. I thought the wrong team was favored in that game. Jacksonville was at home. I liked them better than the Chargers. I mean, it's hard to go hard in the paint on that when they were down 27 nothing at one point. But I did think they were just a better team than really the, the last two teams they played. They caught the Titans to win the division with Dobbs at quarterback. And then the Chargers, who on the road just aren't... Like, kind of came limping LA, in, yeah. Not, not like it's a tough place to play from a fan standpoint, but it, it's just different when, when they go on grass and they go play somewhere else in, in a cooler environment. I didn't worry about them in that game. So I don't necessarily view it as if they were a big dog. They were two-and-a-half-point dog. But how about 14 straight playoff games where the Chiefs have been favored? In That's unbelievable, era? by the way. I mean, it just is. Even even in our heyday, when it was good, I promise you it was. It was before you were uh, sentient. If you say so. But the the times where the Washington wouldn't win, like it, it took a, a juggernaut. Like, oh, the 85 Bears. Okay. The 86 Giants are an outstanding team, and, and Washington had them in the NFC title game, and they lost that one. We all, we'd always go, we'll be back next year. And then you go live your life, and you're, and you're, like not, you're busted up. It stinks to lose, especially to a rival. But you had this internal little glow inside. We'll be back. And you were, and then you won the Super Bowl. That's, what, that's how it went. You go, oh, man, I'm sad we lost that game. I'll go play outside because we'll be back next year. And you would be. Can you imagine having that inside you? Can you imagine having that confidence? I know Chiefs fans. Yeah, Chiefs fans do. I can see what it looks like, but no, I, I, not for me. I, I can't imagine that. Last stat here from Axios. Three years ago, the NFL expanded to the playoffs to 14 teams. They added the number seven seed in each conference. 
So far, the seventh seed is 0-6. On average, they've been outscored by 12.2 points in that game. Seven versus the two. Yeah. Has not been pretty. No, more teams in it, but that's kind of what we said. The opening weekend's about getting rid of the not-belongers. Which is fine. Yeah. More playoff football, good for me. And it also means teams like Washington can get in a little bit more often. Right? You can grasp like we did this year when you're not that good. Put nine teams in. What what if you're the seven seed? We could get in too, you know. Did anyone else tie? (laughs) Grant and Danny saying so long. Thanks to Darius and Ryan for their hard work behind the scenes. We appreciate everybody listening. We're back at 2 o'clock tomorrow right here on The Fan. Another chance for you tomorrow to win a four-pack of tickets to the D.C. Auto Show at 4 o'clock. Thank you for coming. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 